1: To the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G, with me, as always, the man that now acts as a full time
2: proposal slash wedding planner, Mr. Huh?
1: Dave Burles, Berlin.
2: I am here for all inquiries, guys. If you mm. want it to be the best, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what I do. Dave, that's right. Dave
1: is now Jennifer Lopez in the Mac
2: Attack rom-com wedding planner. I'm the wedding planner. Yes, it's me. Yes. Except Kayla's doing all the planning. Oh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> all right. But all the proposal planning—that was I'm you, the guy. That was you. Did you? Did you yeah, see she that didn't help movie? At all. Hmm. Uh yeah, I've seen part of it. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen the whole thing actually. I don't
1: think I've ever seen that one. I gotta be honest. I mean, I'm a Mac Attack fan, but it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I like J Lo, but I don't feel the chemistry mm-hmm. between those two. Nope. I feel you know. I feel yeah. the chemistry between her and uh, him and Kate Hudson. So true. Like, I feel that. <laughs> right. How right. to lose a guy in ten days? I get it. I feel it. I'm like you guys. You guys need to be together. Even though you're both right. married to other people right now, just go ahead, forget that. On camera, yeah. it looks great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man, good stuff. Mac Attack, solid. Already lost half the audience. Awesome. Yes! Uh Dave, it's October. It's October. Crazy, right? Crazy, man. Can you? I mean, it seems like yesterday... I was uh, introducing Bishop Gunn here in the studio. That's right. And we were ringing in 2020, naively thinking that it wouldn't suck horrible, stinky ass. Right? Wow, man. That's wild. Yeah. It doesn't
2: feel like that long ago at all. I
1: know, man. I know. It's crazy. But then when I look back at it, I'm like, ah, geez, Bishop Gunn. Good Mm -hmm. Lord. That Mm -hmm. was way back Mm -hmm. there. But it doesn't feel like it. Nope. Doesn't feel no. like it, man.
2: It's crazy. I guess it's because you don't have much of to think back of during COVID. Like if, if you're spending a lot of days indoors or doing the same thing, yeah, yeah, you, know, you don't have different um, blur blurs together uh, memories there, yeah. to yeah look back on mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh. you know, not only is our our year coming to an end, but it's it's election year. You know, um, thank goodness. Now, now, don't worry, listeners. I'm not going to inundate you with politics. I'm not gonna. Not we don't do that here. But I do want to make a slight correction, Dave, in the way we view politics. Hmm. Ah, I'm I'm all open to that. Now, uh, last week we had uh, Ben Miller on the on the show. I, mm-hmm. I loved mm-hmm. it. It was a fantastic interview, and um, Ben's a fan of analogies yes! and. I'm yeah. a fan of analogies. We both dig analogies. That's right. So I think I think Ben will actually like where I'm going with this because I want to change an analogy that people mm-hmm. use for elections. Dave, when you okay. hear people talk about elections, what do they always compare it to?
2: Hmm. Elections?
1: Yeah. Like, what do you think uh, when somebody's when somebody's running in an election? What do they always say? It is they say it's a game, right? We're gonna win this game. We're gonna win this thing, right? Right, and mm-hmm. our team is gonna yeah. win. It's our team versus yeah. their team, right? Our
2: party, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's always the way it is. We've got to win, and then when they do, right? Whenever the the candidate wins, it, it's a it's a celebration. Your team wins, woo! Yeah! Right? Word. Right. It's a sh- analogy, Dave. Hmm. It's a, it's a <laughs> bad, bad analogy. Let me tell you why that's a bad, bad analogy. N- nobody on that team is actually
2: winning anything.
1: Nope. Nobody. Think Except about it. Except
2: the, for the candidate. Not
1: even the candidate. Think about it. It, it. Especially, first of all, the people that vote for that candidate. What did you win? What are you waiting in the mail? Where's your prize that comes in the mail? Your election bowl ring that you win? Hmm. You don't get one of those, all right? You didn't win... Okay? Didn't win anything. Mm -hmm. And for the candidate, they didn't really win anything either. Now they have to do the job they said they were going to do. Four years of endless... Where nobody in the country is ever happy with anything you do. So... Mm, Truly, true. it's a constant pool of true. compromises if you do your job right. But those compromises are made for the better good of the whole population. That's the idea, or at least it's supposed to correct. be. So correct. how is that a victory for anybody at the actual election? It's not. Nope. So I'm going to revise this analogy, Dave, just a slight revision. Okay. When we go into the election... We are all on a team together known as America. That's a fact. We're Mm -hmm. all a team. Everybody. Doesn't matter who you're Mm -hmm. voting for. It's the same team. Everyone voting Mm -hmm. is on Team United States. And the game is not the election. The game is our lives as Americans. Okay? Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, who's our opponent Mm -hmm. in this game of life, you ask? Hmm... The rest of the world. Everything that sucks. That's a fact. Yes. <laughs> Anything that can screw your life up. Climate change, right. poverty, hurricanes, unemployment, Nazis. other huh? countries, hordes of rabid wolves. Huh? I haven't heard of any of those recently, but you could throw it in there. Obviously, you never that know. would suck. Exactly. Exactly. All of those things are our combined opponents and the more right. we succeed against them, the more we win in the game of life. So
0: true. The uh-huh. game
1: uh-huh. of life. Uh-huh. So yep. now what we need to think about is the people that we're electing, the elected representatives, they collectively are our coach. They guide us in this game of life. And the election isn't. We're we're the the
2: players.
1: Exactly. And the election isn't the game. The election is like when your favorite team is searching for a new coach. It's free agency. Yeah. Well, new coach, you want your team to be as good as possible. So you select the coach in your head that you're like, that is who will lead us to victory. You know, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. want that person to be there. And individually, everybody has that idea of what makes a good coach. But ultimately, we should all want a coach that makes us better. Yes! That makes us a unified team. Somebody that doesn't divide right, the team right. and only like a handful of players. A coach that sees all players as equal. A coach that turns us, America us, United States, into a fun-loving, pass-happy, jack jack-in', celebrate-everybody-on-the-court, Golden State Warriors type of team. (laughs) That's what we want. That's what we want in a coach. But remember, regardless who's elected, there's no reason to celebrate, claim victory. Nobody won anything. Mm -hmm. The real work, the real X's and O's come after that. Nothing happened in that in election. All you got was a new position as a coach. Now the coach has to Mm. prove themselves. So true. And if they don't, you vote them out. You get that coach out and you say, guess what? You didn't get us to a super bowl. We're getting a new
2: coach contracts up. What do you think? What do you think of the analogy? Dude? I like it, man. That, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yes. Um, Yes. You know, it's, it's just hard because, well, I guess it's true in the sense that you know some people want a, a offense-minded coach, some people want a defensive-minded mm-hmm. coach. Yes, So exactly. that is kind of the you know difference in people's political thinking as far as like oh sure you know taxes, pro life, blah 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 blah. Yeah, you got um, all kinds of different
1: so, issues. So instead of like right, four right. coordinators, you got like thirty-seven coordinators. Yeah you know and you exactly. you balance you balance and all
2: of those coordinators you're you're keeping all the ones from the previous staff <laughs>
1: yeah you well you may get some of them you may not get all Well, when of you're them. getting like
2: the other senators and stuff yeah you know.
1: now now when we look when we start going down into the like, other that may branches, be the organization exactly yeah. and now we're getting okay. into
2: the weeds of the analogy let's back up just the uh, game of life <laughs> let's just back up i'm getting too deep exactly Ex- no, well, that's that, that makes a lot of sense instead of the game being the election yes
1: yes we will work it out as we go Dave but now that I've corrected that analogy and made it into a fantastic one are you ready to fire the show up
2: let's fire it up Five.
1: all three engines up and burning two one zero and
2: lift off
1: Woo! oh man Dave oh wow wow good show good show we
3: have always
1: mr cameron olson the guitarist for weathers on on the show tonight okay okay okay. welcome i I feel like when it gets by the way later in the year you know and we Mm -hmm. get closer to Mm -hmm. winter and we're deeper into fall Mm -hmm. and it starts getting darker earlier I feel like yeah. it becomes a night show instead of a day show. That's a fact. Like, because we're at that <laughs> time, you know? Like, seven right. is that time where it's still, it's still, like, when we finish a show in the summer, it's still light outside. And you're like, yeah, all right. When I finish a show. Yeah, totally. We, when I finish a show in December, I'm like, God, it's been dark for four hours. Ah, I need to go to sleep. Jeez. Like, it's completely different. Anyways, tonight on the show. God, the Weathers! I can't wait for the Weathers here. They are fantastic. These guys are killing it. Yes! They they have just exploded. They've got a million three hundred thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. Uh, they've got some new singles out. Just great. They got this new sound, but it's like '80s mixed in it. I can't wait to talk mm-hmm. to Cameron. It's going to be a good time. Yes! They got some new singles coming out. So excited! But Let's first. Go. It's time for a little birthday suit, Dave. All right.
0: Happy birthday, Mr. President.
1: Okay, so um, two of them pretty confident about. Two of them. Uh-huh. Well, uh, uh, one of them I'm very confident about. This one moderately. I, you know, I mean, music's not your strong suit. And this isn't right. this isn't your, but I mean you know I don't know maybe it could be a little bit like uh, Bruce Springsteen, so we'll see. Here we yeah, go. You never know. <clears throat> he's a little bit he's a little bit in the same vein as Bruce, I'd say actually. Anyways, um, born on October 7, fifty one in Seymour, Indiana. He had okay. spina bifida as an infant and oh. had corrective surgery while still an infant. Mm-hmm. Corrected it. Uh-huh. It didn't take long for our birthday suit wearer to fall in love with music by the age of 14. He already had his first band. Didn't take him long to start other things as well when he married his girlfriend and she became pregnant by the time he was 18. Which uh. side note on the pregnancy, his daughter that he had ended up becoming pregnant when she was 18, making our birthday oh, suit wear a grandfather at 36.
2: At 36? Jeez. Crazy.
1: Crazy. After several unsuccessful years in the music industry, our birthday suit wearer found an interested manager in main man management. Management made our birthday suit wear change his, last re- his real last name to Cougar for his stage name because he said his real last name was too hard to pronounce. But he went back to his real last name later on in his career. In the 1980s, okay. he started hitting hit after hit. Uh, first with I Need a Lover, then with Hurt So Good, then his first number one hit, Jack and Diane. Little ditty about Jack and Diane, two American kids growing mm. up in the heartland. Yes! Huh? Huh? Then crumbling down, mm-hmm. then pink mm-hmm. houses, mm-hmm. then small town. Oh,
2: John Mellencamp. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. nice one. Nice I just had to sing
1: it. Yeah, had to, sing it. had to get there. Had to get there. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, he had small. Hey, let's
2: go. Had small town. I didn't know Spina Bifida. Yeah,
1: yeah, neither did I actually. Um. Small town, Rock, R-O-C-K in the USA, Rain on the Scarecrow. In 1985, he organized the first Farm Aid concert with Neil Young and Willie Nelson that over the past 35 years has raised $60 million for farmers in America. Um,
2: Dang, impressive.
1: Yeah. Kept songs coming with Paper and Fire. Uh, Cherry Bomb. In 1994, he recorded Wild Night, the Van Morrison song. Uh, The same year, he suffered a mild heart attack, which most likely, due to the fact that at the time, he was smoking roughly 80 cigarettes a day.
2: Jeez. Oh, my gosh. (laughs)
1: Insane. (laughs) Wow. Anyways, he has continued to write and perform music didn't reach the peak that he reached in the 80s since then, but still an icon in music, Mr. John
2: Cougar, Mellencamp. There it so is. So he's almost uh, 70. Yeah, 69, so man. 70, if, if he kept up at that pace at 72, he'd be a great, great grandfather. Yeah, yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. Oof. I don't think I don't think his uh, granddaughter though uh, is is uh, I don't know I don't know anything about well, his granddaughter. Well, she's only so I, 15. so Yeah, I can't <laughs> I can't say anything about her. But you know I don't know. I feel like the family now would be like, well, I mean, you know, it didn't work out horrible for John Cougar. I mean, you know, he's yeah he he's doing pretty okay. good. I don't know about his daughter how she's doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. True. Anyways, I'm glad to see that he's gotten a little bit healthier. Through the years, it's good. I think he still smokes, but not nearly anywhere close to the 80 a day. Uh-oh. Which is, I mean, that'd be pretty hard. Good God, man. I mean, you're chain-smoking him at that point. As long point. as it
2: literally just be black. It's
1: crazy. Anyways, happy birthday, turning the big 6'9", John Cougar Mellencamp. There it is. Uh, I had you at 70% on that one, Dave. So uh, Okay. You know, I did think you'd I get it. I pulled through. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The law of averages. <clears throat> Are you ready? We're going to rip some headlines. Let's rip it, buddy. It's now time for Rip from the
3: Headlines.
1: Okay, we're going to start off with a weird and painful one. Mm. Uh, okay. This is from Wisconsin Rapids. Uh, have you ever hopped a fence, Dave? Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm.
1: Now, I, oh, yeah. I'll admit... That especially when like the pressure's on me and there's a crew around me, mm-hmm. I'm really bad mm-hmm. at hopping fences. Like I do a bad well, job you, of
2: climbing over them.
1: You, you know? just don't
2: know if you're gonna get a sturdy one or one that wobbles on you. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you, you just know. got it somebody be, watching you, you, and you're don't just know like, huh. At the
2: top, uh, especially if you go first.
1: Now, <laughs> one thing I can definitely say though is I have never climbed a barbed wire top fence. Nope. No, and. Me ...climbed it completely naked. Wait, what? I have not oh, done God. that. That's, I
2: hope that was a dare someone lost.
1: That's exactly what happened two weeks ago in Wisconsin <laughs> Rapids. So No one does that. So <laughs> police that's that's police in Wisconsin Rapids released footage of a completely mm. naked man. Not even shoes. Not shoes, right? Oh, man, that's mean. Yeah, and he climbed over a barbed wire fence... At the Waterworks and Lighting Commission War. in the middle of the night, I. Nice. So, police have been trying to locate this man for the past two weeks and have been unable to do so. So, they released the footage to the public, try and find this dude. Um, mm-hmm. Now, it takes this dude about two minutes of persistent climbing and balance to get. I mean, this is a high fence. This is like you know, like a uh, eight foot or so, nine foot fence.
2: Jeez. Uh, yeah.
1: It's and three layers of barbed wire at the top. Oh man. Yeah. Now a God. couple a couple of things. First, naked or not why are you breaking into the waterworks and Light
2: commission like I I must more, be an inside job I'm that, more interested in
1: that like are you trying to set yourself up with like free water or like whats I don't I don't get it I don't understand yeah um second this dude snags himself several times. On the ascent oh. and the descent over the fence, I watch
2: oh, all two Snagging minutes. The yeah, oh.
1: first he reaches the top and he fly, he flips his foot over the fence, and he gets his Catches foot caught flip. on the barbed oh. wire and struggles yeah. with that for like ten seconds. Jeez. And then mm-hmm. next, when I when I say this man snags his <laughs> on the barbed wire. <laughs> I'm not lying. He <laughs> oh, snags God. it. It pulls oh. a good foot away from his body <laughs> in all its blurred glory on the video.
2: Oh man.
1: Mm. Oh. D- mm. Now the the last thing I would like to say on this story is: Can the police let us know what kind of punishment they're thinking for this dude? Because yes! I gotta be honest, the pain that I yeah. saw occur in that video. That's that's enough. Maybe 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 just like a stern talk (laughs) He
2: just yeah, learned his lesson. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Just like a stern talking to, you know, afterwards or something. That's come on. Mm -hmm. Come on. Anyway, so, uh, Dave. Oh, man. We've uh, we've had an overwhelming amount of stories the past three years on why you should not shoot someone. We all know that. Amen! Amen. Now, uh, recently, I feel like we've had a growing number of stories in this category of this next story, which Mm -hmm. would be improper ways of procuring or giving away an infant. Word! Um, Mm. (laughs) Several of these stories, another interesting one. So in Shoreline, Washington, a lady and her two-year-old son we're at Aurora Village Transit Center last Tuesday mm-hmm. when a man came up to the lady and offered to buy her two-year-old from her for oh fi- wow for fifteen hundred dollars. Now, um, not too surprisingly, the lady declined his offer, but then mm-hmm. she thought about it and said, "You know what." I'll take your phone number and your email address in case I change my mind. She, of, tor- she of course, then turned around and gave that information to the police, uh, who right. then contacted the man and posed as the mom acting like she had changed her mind and she was interested in selling her baby.
2: Surpri- on that lady.
1: Surprisingly, the guy declined hmm. said he no longer wanted to buy the baby and said, actually... Um, he would rather uh, the mother become a prostitute and work for him.
4: Wait, what?
1: Wow. And then... Well, that'll get you arrested. Yeah. They set up a meeting with this man at the King County Metro bus stop. The man arrived thinking he was going to meet the mom. Instead, detectives were at the scene, and I'm guessing it no doubt looked like a scene from How to Catch a Predator. Um, mm-hmm. hmm Obviously, Dave... The questions are numerous for this story. I think my first question Man. though has to be, how do you decide fifteen hundred dollars for the price of a child? Mm. Like right. that's a when good start. when you're a social deviant like this fella in the story, how do you say fifteen mm, hundred?
2: I think that's good. That sounds right. Yeah. Let's go with or that. save up enough cash to buy a baby. Yeah. Was, how much do you think my goal should be? Is, <laughs> Secondly, hopefully
1: the answer is no to this question, but has this ever worked? Hmm. Has this ever, like, he's ever walked up to a mom- had
2: to have worked at some point. Like,
1: walked up to a mom and be like, hey, $1,500 for your baby? She's like, you know what? That's a bargain. Yes. And the kid who's two years old is like, what? No. I beg to differ. No thank you. Uh, Third, what's this dude's email address? like Steve buys babies at google.com like what and prostitutes what, yeah and <laughs> prostitutes like and fourth um, what caused him to retract on the 2-year-old and hop into everyday prostitution like how do you how do you switch in like I don't I wonder how long it like the time frame but he's like you know what nah Let's just go prostitute. I'll get arrested for less time with that. That's a fact. Like, yeah, (laughs) I don't know, man. Bottom line, Dave, as we know from an earlier story from Detroit, it is illegal to give away your baby or to receive a baby as the example in this story. Illegal form. But. Don't. It, Don't do it it is legal in other ways. You have to go through the correct channels, folks. Yes! This is not oh the correct boy. channel. Steve buys babies is not the correct channel. <laughs> Anyways, okay, Dave. Uh, the Regina Police in Canada are on mm-hmm. the lookout for three thieves who made off with thousands of dollars of merchandise from a department store in Canada. Hmm. Uh, mm. One man distracted the cashier while the other two loaded the merchandise and then walked out of the store. Now, the thieves really only took one product from the store. They took several cases of crest whitening strips. Wait, what? Several cases oh, boy. of crest whitening whitening strips that's right dave these three criminals pulled an ocean 11 just to move on some some freaking white strips
3: strips.
2: yeah yeah now all the things to become a criminal for
1: yeah yeah now last week dave we, we had a couple of stories where i had to ask did the perpetrator even think about the crime they were about to commit and I got to say, in this case, it's pretty obvious they did. So true. Because it's not like three folks were walking down the street and one of them was like, hey, you know what? Let's steal some stuff. And the other two were like, cool, what do you want to steal? And they're like, I don't know. Like 400 packages of Crest White Strips? Let's Sweet. do it. Like, you know there had to be some planning in this, which right. begs the question, Dave, what the gonna do with hundreds of packs of crest white strips? Cause I feel like the market to resell crest white strips not that big. Nope.
2: You know? No, definitely not. The resale, like <laughs> oh my god. I mean I mean I don't I don't know about you, what but if they did some equation and like the resale is just like huge. <laughs> like you know how sneakers like on StockX, like prices are up like 10 times I feel times. like
1: there's not going to be an upsell on the uh on the Crest white strips cuz I mean I got to be honest. Oh, man. If I'm not buying them from a store, they're going to have to basically be free and I still don't think I'm going to use them then. I'm going to be like, "Would you right. rub would you rub your on these? I don't Ew. want these Crest white strips. Like, no thank Why you." Why are these pre-open? Yeah, just no thank you. Uh Dave, let me ask you. Uh when you go to the doctor and they take uh blood for blood work. Are you mm-hmm. worried that they're going to secretly hold on to your blood and then plant your blood at the cream of uh, at a scene of a crime to falsely incriminate you? What?
2: Never, but that's actually really scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I just want I just want my free movie ticket, and my free t-shirt. It, well, if <laughs> if you believe
1: this can happen, Dave, if you believe this oh, can man. happen, Gregory Gregory Blue, a man from Connecticut uh said this occurred to him Word. he said this happened. Wow. So last year detectives now now you you'll find a couple holes in this uh, story. Um, so mm-hmm. last year detectives were investigating the crime scene of a Chinese mm-hmm. restaurant that was robbed. well not really oh. the Chinese restaurant, but a robbing that occurred the in Chinese the parking restaurant. lot. Yes okay so uh the man that was robbed, at the Chinese restaurant said another man approached Mm -hmm. him in the parking lot and asked him for a light. Mm -hmm. And before he Mm -hmm. could answer, the man pulled a gun on him and demanded his money, phone, and keys. Jeez. During this exchange, the victim lunged at the man to take the gun. And Mm -hmm. there was a struggle. During that struggle, uh, the perpetrator uh, lost his hat that he was wearing. And the perp Mm hit the victim on the head with the gun. Then Mm -hmm. he pulled out a knife and stabbed the victim in the side. Jeez. Um, Oh, God. After that, it didn't deter the victim. He still engaged in another struggle and this time pulled the gun away from the man. Uh, The perpetrator then fled the scene on foot. When the police got there, they examined the gun. They found out the gun was just an airsoft gun. Hmm. So wasn't actually Mm -hmm. a real gun. And then they found uh, a couple of blood spots on the crime scene that were not the victim, but from the perp and the other struggle that occurred there. They then compared that DNA to the hat, or to the the DNA that was found in the hat, and they were an exact match. And they were an exact match Mm. for Gregory Blue. So, mm-hmm. they brought him in, and of course, uh, the victim also visually identified the man before they brought him in for questioning. In the interview, he told detectives that his DNA was planted at the scene, and it was planted by a phlebotomist that took his blood years ago and then dropped it at this crime scene by
2: airplane. Wait, what? Um, see... At the beginning, I was—you know how you give you give um, criminals crap for not having a good cover story. That is a
1: good cover had, story. The
2: way I had it. Yes. Had, had he just donated blood that day yes. or something? Yes. it he would make more sense. Have yes. Oh, yes, man.
1: Now, generally, as you know, keep Dave, that one in your
2: back pocket. <laughs>
1: as, as you know, Jave, I usually evaluate the 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 feasibility of these claims, and. Uh, Generally, with an alibi, the first thing that you want it to be is believable. This one? Yep. Not so much. Nope. Um, nah,
2: the airplane gave it away. Well,
1: so, first of all, I'm sure the detectives asked Gregory some questions, but first, first the question, who's the phlebotomist? Hmm. Just uh, tell, tell me this random phlebotomist. We'll go interrogate this person. We'll get to the bottom of this. Second, right. why did they steal your blood years ago? Had they already planned on attacking a random dude in a Chinese restaurant parking lot and were like... For this, years. This sucker. This is the guy's blood I'm going to use. But not... He's
2: finally going to get it today.
1: But not for four years is it happening. Uh, third, if you knew they stole your blood... Why didn't you bring it up to somebody at the place the phlebotomist worked years ago? Mm. Like, hey, this weirdo stole my blood. Can you check in on that? Like, huh? Huh? Mm. Fourth.
2: Couple of holes.
1: How did your hat get there that had your DNA in it if it was just the phlebotomist that stole your blood? Did they also steal a hat when they were taking your blood? Mm. What went on there? Come on, man. Come on. Fifth. Why did they have to drop the blood from a plane? Hmm. I mean, right. <laughs> if they stole one normal well, we
2: all want to know. If
1: they stole one normal vacutainer of blood, that's 2.7 milliliters of blood. You're really going to have to have some great aiming from a plane to get that on a crime scene like all right. Right, bombs away! There it is. Like. And now. <laughs> man, no. Man, nope. no, 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 no. Nope. Um, yeah, that doesn't pan out, Dave. It doesn't pan out. Uh, but man, no. I will say, if there's a phlebotomist running around dropping years-old blood onto crime scenes from a plane, man, is my face going to be red with embarrassment? I'll tell you. That's a fact. I. I will openly apologize to Gregory Blue if that's the case. If they find that out, you better believe. First thing that's happening on the Doc G Show. Um, Okay. Okay, Dave. uh, Last story before break here. Got a little piece of advice for the listeners of the show. No matter what people tell you, listeners, it's never a good idea to try to pet a lion through the bars at a zoo. Hmm.
2: Don't do it, guys. Not a good idea. And We're smart enough by now. There's literally movies about this.
1: The, the next story illustrates this point, Dave. Uh, so, the video of this incident just went viral. But the incident actually happened back in February. So, uh, it was at a zoo at Dakar, Senegal. Uh, a man named Ab, uh, Abdullah Ye Wade. Abdullaye mm. Wade works at the zoo. And apparently, while working at the zoo, he'd gotten a little bored of the normal stuff. Mm. So he would, you know, entertain the people coming to the zoo. And one of the things that he would do, apparently, is taunt a male lion at the park.
0: Wait, what? Uh,
1: and then... One of the visitors, after he had been taunting, taunting this uh, this lion, told him, Hey, you know what? Uh-huh. You pet that lion. What? You pet that lion, Mr. Wade. Get in there. And so he did. So, Abdullah Yeh sticks his hand in the cage, and not surprisingly, the lion said, Welcome to my world, b-, and bit his hand. Man. And pulled him right no. up against the cage. Almost ripped oh, his damn. arm out of socket. It was powerful Jesus. pulling. Uh, now, just to clarify, listeners, the lion didn't really say welcome to my cage. Didn't say that. Nope. Um, but I I would imagine if he could talk, he would have said something along those lines.
2: Um, right.
1: The man tried to wrangle himself free for about 20 uh, seconds. Finally, uh, after sort of hitting the... Uh, hitting the line with his other hand. Uh, Finally, the line let go. And uh, luckily, still had a hand intact. But it was bleeding profusely. I bet. Yeah. Now, Dave, as you know, I'm a cat fan. So true. Big cat fan. Uh Now, any size of cat, I'm a fan of. House cat all the way up to the king of the jungle. Uh, And I can tell you one thing about cats. They do not like to be taunted. Yes! That is the least favorite thing of a cat. They'll smack the f- out of you. Yes. Even Taunt house cats. Them. If you play some game with them, like you're tapping their paws, and you tap on top of their paws, and they feel uh-huh. like you're making fun of them, they'll remember it. It's right. like It's like they look at you and they say, I'm going to tag you back for that. Just wait. Just wait. And you forget about it. And three hours later, you're sitting on the couch, and they walk up beside you and just scratch the crap out of your arm and look at you like, yeah. Yeah, that's for the Paul thing earlier. You remember that? <laughs> there you go. How you like that. Right? Now, take that to the yeah. level of a lion. I don't want a 450-pound lion thinking, just wait. I'm going to tag you back. Nope. I don't want to. No. No. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do Not it. at all. I mean, at least if uh, Abdullah Yeh was thinking about uh, petting this lion, probably should have just been nice to the lion first before he tried to pet it. Just a thought.
2: Right. Give him some food or something.
1: But I'm I'm still going to say, not a good idea to pet a lion through the bars at a zoo, guys. Don't do it. Never. Don't do it. All right. We are going to take a break. We will be right back. But right now, we are going to hear from our guest today, Weathers. This is one of their newest singles, Say La Vie right
3: here on the Dark G show.
0: I'm the kid in the brain
1: Here on the Doc G show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKR LP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. Dave,
2: mm. ladies and gentlemen, do us a huge favor. Mm-hmm. Go on your podcast downloading app mm-hmm. and download the Doc G show. Bingo. Give us a five star rating. Give us a comment. Yes. Like literally anything. It doesn't matter. Just make it something nice. Yes. It could be you love flowers or yes. your favorite color. Nice. We don't care. I go like Go on the Instagram at Doc G. Go check out the highlights he's got on there. You may find the next show you want to listen to if mm-hmm. you haven't listened to them all. Mm-hmm. And go on the website at or, uh, www.docgshow.com or thedocgshow.com and see some of the future guests that we got coming on. Some other information about the show and some other goodies that you may not have known were on there.
1: Mm. Hmm. Thank you, Dave. Full Thank of goodies. You. I think we should start making that like a, uh, in a, you know the the people in the know, they just put down their favorite color on the on um, on the, on the podcast. Yeah, and we're like, huh, that person's in the know. They put their favorite color. We know them exactly. We know that they're a real fan. They get into the well, deep. Well, the people who are already in the
2: know may have—they're already subscribed to us.
1: Oh, well, they're already subscribed, but they can still go back and put their favorite I comments. Like, comment. So true. Yeah, another one probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. you can say so you okay. can make I see a comment. What you're you, you can make a comment at any time. I mean, that doesn't. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't. That doesn't require you. Plus, if you're already subscribed, folks, uh, unsubscribe and then subscribe again. That'll just pop up our numbers even more. So if you can do that, that'll also help us out. We always like that. That's a fact. Uh, Dave, I thought with some of our uh, new uh, diagnostics here, uh-huh. I would uh, I would go over the most popular shows uh, of this past week. Thought we'd try that About out. It. Yeah, so I'm gonna start from ten. Actually, Dave, just to let you know, I just realized this right before uh, I was getting ready to say it. The 11th show, Dave Burles' first show, Dave Berlin. That's the 11th. You just missed the there you top go. 10. You just missed the top 10. I'm sorry. We People were going back just to see how much I've improved. Just to see. Just to see. I mean, it's like, you know, watching uh, uh, number eight Kobe versus number 24 Kobe. You know? Totally. Just, just, totally. Just seeing the improvement, the wisdom, everything. Just watching it. Anyways, number 10, the June 24 show, Cody Jasper, Moon Fever. That was a good one. I like Cody. Oh, That was nice. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Cody, they've been releasing new singles. I saw one that's coming out just like uh, a couple days. So there you go. Uh, Number nine, pretty recent one, pretty good one, Uh Trevor Hall, September 9th. I like it. Yeah, that was a good one. Now this one... This one, I think, I'd actually have to go back and check the numbers, but the number eight might be our most popular. Uh, it's definitely one of the most popular. It's in the top five for sure. Uh, May 8, 2019, Chris Turpin, Ida item Ida May. Yes. Oh yeah,
2: I may. I think people just like love it. his
1: his accent. He's just it's so right. so I nice. I just want to hear it again. And yeah, again. Yes. it's so English and so awesome Word. and just so fun to talk to. Plus, he was he was a pleasure. He was just an absolute right. pleasure, and he wanted me to eat jellied eel, eel, which ooh gross. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, but number seven. Matt James, Blacktop Mojo, August Fourteenth, Two Thousand Nineteen. Oh yeah, that was good, good man. One, man, they're rocking. Can't believe right that was
2: over a year ago. Crap.
1: Year and two months. I remember. I remember when I when I was doing that interview. There was a thunderstorm mm-hmm. going down here at the studio. Word. I recall that. Dang. Yeah, I recall that. It was a good time. So just a old random uh, memory by an old man there. Yeah. But there you go. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, number six. One of my favorites of the summer, July 15th, Kevin Como, Crown Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Enjoyed that one. Enjoyed that one. Now, I, totally. I, I really want to get those guys in the studio uh, when, when concerts start again. I want them to come mm-hmm. down, party in the studio with us. I want that to happen. That's what I want to go Definitely. down. Definitely. It might not happen, nope. but I want it to happen. Just, you know, I'll speak it into existence that's what will happen Hmm. uh okay number five (laughs) the movement just a couple weeks ago september 23rd good show very good show josh was an entertaining guy we went all the way from from his his drunken drug start in columbia to his sober Mm. current self that's right and all the great music in between Fantastic, fantastic, love it. Number four, Dead Posey, Good Time, both guys, uh, just such a such a great interview. So true I, I had with those guys, entertaining. Uh, number three, John Paul White. People went back, went back almost mm. all the way to the start of the John Paul
2: White. Yeah, almost, yes!
1: almost the start of the uh, the year. That's January fifteenth. We only had two shows before that. We had. Uh what do we have before? We had Claude Lathan the week before. Shout mm-hmm. out to Claude. Mm-hmm. And then we had uh Fly Till I die. Yeah, Bishop Gunn before that. And that was it. He was the third show of the year there. Um and then number two, random here, random uh wild card, King Falcon. Sweet. King Falcon, June seventeenth. Wow. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, interesting, man. Uh COVID Survivor Therefore. along with yourself there. Uh, James from, uh, oh. from, uh, now he had, he had a very different, uh, uh, uh rendezvous huh? with COVID than you mm-hmm. did. His was extreme. His was 104 really? temperature and he couldn't ta- taste for a month and a half. Oh, so shoot
2: that different strand.
1: Yeah. Not a, not a fun experience for James. That's for sure. Nope. Uh, and then number one. Ben Miller Band. Last week's show. Very good show. Very entertaining. Mm, we, that uh, makes sense. You know, it usually is. Uh, I, I don't know if we've ever had a show that's been out listened by a previous... That would be sad. And I would not tell yeah. whoever the guest was that they, they caused so little interest that they did not get beat out by one of the older shows that would just be bad
2: anyway true
1: so that's what people are listening to guys get out there listen to those jams listen to those jams we're a Do little bit we're a little bit pressed for time dave so i'm just gonna give quick shout outs to the four okay. newcomers i'd like to go into their lovely shout them out just the lovely towns that they are but we don't really have time so first Bettendorf, Iowa. Bettendorf, Iowa. Yes,
3: yeah, it's
1: on the line of Illinois and Iowa. Not a place that I've frequented much, oh. but you know what? I wouldn't mind going. So there you go. Sure. And I'll say real quick, they've got a great ice cream place. We need to hit up Whitey's Ice Cream. Mm-hmm. If we get a chance, Ooh. need to go to Whitey's. Love me some ice cream. It's it's not uh, 87 years old right now. Jeez. 87 years old. Been there since 1933. Yeah. But you got to think, 1933, right in the Depression when that place came out. That's crazy. They made ice cream then, too, Doc. It's depression proof, man. Ice cream is right. depression proof. That's my slogan. They won't. They won't take it. But that's my slogan. Oh. Nope. Anyways, <laughs> uh, thank you, Bettendorf. Next, Hellertown, Pennsylvania. Been having a lot of folks on the west coast oh, or Hella. west, not west coast, on the west side of Pennsylvania. This Hellertown, East Side, East Side, near mm. n- near Philly, near Philly, the the hometown of Smoking Joe Frazier. Shout out to Philly, uh, Hellertown. Pretty old. 1742 it was established. That's an old it's an old place. Yeah. It's an old place. Seriously. Although I gotta be honest, you know, I, I've I've thought about this and it's not really that old. I mean, compare like uh, comparatively, we got some older places, they're just not really pointed out as being as old, mm-hmm. you know. Like I mean, mm-hmm. St. Augustine, mm-hmm. think about it, it's like two hundred years older
2: than that. You know? Right. Like fifteen hundred. Yeah. Time.
1: Yeah, but we just don't think about it. It's got some killer cannons though down there in St. Augustine. Wait, what? I don't know. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. I don't know what their cannon situation is like in Hellertown, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Shout, out. Shout out to Hellertown. Thanks for listening, guys. Shout out to you guys. Uh, Niopani, Solomon Islands. Niopani. Mm. Now I was I was Where thinking. The heck is that? Well, so uh, the Solomon Islands. I actually this is this is embarrassing for me to say. Because I feel you like had to I should. look sh- it up too. Well, no, I think I, I, I had it mixed up in my head and I shouldn't have because they're very mm-hmm. different places. But I was thinking Marshall Islands <laughs> and the Marshall Islands are extremely small. So Marshall mm-hmm. Islands are like this teeny, just like ribbon of land just way out there in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And I actually right. knew a dude that I went to college with from the so- uh, from the Marshall Sweet. Islands.
2: Uh,
1: dirty Dan. Dirty Dan was from the Marshall Islands. And so mm, when I saw Solomon Islands, Dan. it just got in my head that I was like, oh, Dirty Dan's hometown! Nope. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, no, he's Marshall Islands. But the Solomon Islands, still awesome. The Solomon Islands are closer to Australia than the Marshall Islands. Marshall Islands are out there, mm-hmm. like I said. Solomon Islands, just a couple hundred miles off, I think, somewhere around there. Um mm-hmm. now Neoponne, the place that's been listened to, us, real small. Two hundred and fifty people there. But Damn, they're all blasting the duck cheese. Exactly. Thing. Exactly. So shout out shout out to the Hanua Internet Cafe. Shout out. I looked it up, Dave. That's where <laughs> that's where they listen. I don't that's know where we're at I don't actually know if that's where they listen no but I idea. do know it's an internet cafe and they have the capability of listening there so that's right there you go there you go uh, shout out to Boom. you guys in the Solomon Islands thanks for listening and lastly Dave New Plymouth New Zealand shout out. there we go New oh. Plymouth New Zealand very okay. cool sort of a picturesque uh, uh, city there right beside Mount Taranaki Mount Taranaki, mm. yes, eight thousand foot volcanic mountain. Now, dang, as you know, Dave, I'm normally sort of uneasy around volcanoes. So true. Um, yeah, this one, I got more information than I did about our our uh, Idaho uh, volcano. That <laughs> they were just like, you know what, Sh- should be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, right. This one, they told us every five hundred years is a larger blast. And the last time that scientists estimated that it had a larger blast was the end of the 1600s, so Sheesh. you know, give or take, we've Dang. got about a hundred years, you know. Okay. So I think we should be good.
2: So, Dang. they, th- dude, that that makes me think, man. So next episode, mm-hmm. previously on the Doc G Show, okay. you sh- we should do when is the next volcano going to erupt? Okay. Around the world That's right Not like Pompe I mean it can be Pompeii Gotta be a Do you want a
1: big one Or just any volcano
2: I mean I want it to be Some sort of Sizable
1: uh, Significant I mean it may be
2: hard To discriminate But
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. It it definitely They get pretty good though With their seismic uh, Watching They can get pretty They know You know When they start watching The seismographs They start seeing The movement They know when Something's about to go down you know, and uh, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 scary for me. That is lava coming out of the ground scares the living bejesus out of Literally me. Literally any amount of lava. <laughs> yes, I don't need lava in my life. Nope. That is not something that I need. Anyways, shout out to Mount uh, New Plymouth, New Zealand, right beside Mount yes, Taranaki, uh, volcanic mountain. I got it written down, Dave. We're gonna find out.
2: Uh, Thank you, sir.
1: Yes. Shout out to all the listeners, all the regulars, all the all people. you guys. Yes. Thank you so much, uh, Dave. We're actually we're so tight, um, and I don't think you're gonna get this uh, birthday suit. Wait, what? I'm just I'm okay. just gonna
2: I'm just gonna give it to you. Okay. Okay. Give me like a little 10 second, like shoot it out real quick.
1: Okay. Well, she was born on October seventh, nineteen sixty seven, in Maryland. Uh-huh. Her mom was an uh-huh. opera singer. She wasn't planning on mm-hmm. being a singer. Nope. But
2: uh-huh.
1: a, a uh, fantastic trip to the gas station what? Uh, convinced her Changed that she life. should go to uh, singing as a career. Mm. She became a singer. Uh. She released two huge albums in the 90s. Uh, one that uh, had uh, won three Grammys. The other that won Shania two. Shania Twain. <laughs> yes!
2: No, not. Come on,
1: dude. She's Canadian. Come on.
2: Shania Twain's uh, oh, I Canadian. I didn't hear Canada. Yeah. I was just doing age and... Ah, is she? Yeah, I guess that is.
1: I guess that is pretty close to Shania Twain's age, actually. I have to look that up. Anyways, it's Tony Braxton. (laughs) Tony Braxton. Do you Uh, think you would have got her? Do you think? Not
2: not Canada, nah. Mm -mm.
1: (laughs) It's Maryland. She's from Maryland, not Canada.
2: Oh, Maryland. Oh, I thought you said Canada. Shania Twain
1: is from Canada. Either way.
2: Oh yeah. Either way, I wouldn't have known.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: either way, I would have
1: not. Yeah, I would have. I'm mean, now. I gotta look it up. I gotta see what Shania Twain. Let's see. Uh, y- yeah, spot on with the age, dude. 1965, Shania Twain. Oh so, shoot! Look at that. So yeah, Told pretty you. close. August. I. I. Oh, and wild. She's from Windsor, Canada, Say what? where our next guest for next week is from. Uh, Yeah, that's wild.
2: What a segue.
1: That's crazy. (laughs) Anyways, we got to take a break. We have got fantastic guests coming up. Cameron Olsen from Weathers. I can't wait to talk to him. We will be right back after this. Happy birthday, Tony Braxton. The Doc G Show. Because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker.
0: This is 95.5 Spinnaker Wheel. WSKRLP FM, UNF Jacksonville.
1: welcome back to the show everybody today we have a fantastic guest the guitarist for weathers cameron olson cameron how are you sir doing pretty
4: well thanks for having me
1: for sure for sure now i gotta start off with a a little bit of a weird question but uh while i was doing the research for this interview i kept thinking to myself i was like why does cameron look so familiar to me and Uh I, i finally came to the conclusion It's because you remind me of the actor Brecken Myers. I don't know if you've ever been told
4: this. It's weird. Um, You know, every time I'm on tour, I always get told I look like some actor, like some B or C-list actor. (laughs) Um, It's just a thing. I guess I don't have a unique face, but... It's pretty. I mean, I'll take it. It's I, don't, pretty, I don't know who that is off the top of my
1: head. But. It's pretty unique. It's the guy. I don't, have you ever seen Clueless? I don't think I have. Okay. How
3: about?
4: Now I need to look it up.
1: Road Trip. How about Road Trip?
4: Road Trip.
1: Yeah, with Tom Green. Uh, it's where the college students go across campus or across uh, the country to Texas. Anyways, he's in both of those movies, and you look like because he's. He's a lot older than you. He's, like, double your age. So it's back, like, when he was in the 90s when he looked like okay, you. Okay, I'll
4: have, I'll have to look him up. I hope he's, like, decent-looking. No, so. no, I, w-
1: I would say he's, he's a good-looking man. I would not say, oh, like, ho- hopefully you don't look at him and you go, God guy's ugly why did he say i look like <laughs> that, that dude few, that was in a few
4: of like <laughs>
1: yeah i mean I've, I've luckily most time most of the time when people say that it's somebody i think you, you usually restrict yourself if you're gonna say you, you yeah, look you like somebody guy. exactly you're not like hey you know what you look like quasimodo Ew. you're pretty good and yeah. pretty dead on right there you too like, <laughs> yeah that's that's understandable
4: for the sake of being polite
1: (laughs) well now that i've got my weird comparison out of the way i feel like we should start uh at the start of covid because of course that's where everything changed for pretty much every band and you guys were were no exception you guys were getting ready to fire up uh your first national headlining tour our little secret tour and yeah, then you ha- was, had to cancel it.
4: Yeah, it was definitely a bummer. We were super excited. We've like we've done headlining stuff in the past, but never like um, like a full like U.S. tour. Like we haven't tested the waters in like every market to mm-hmm. see like what we're worth. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've done some West Coast stuff. Like as far as like I think the furthest we went was like Utah or Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we played like a couple like one-off like East Coast shows, but nothing like. You know, like, for example, like Lincoln, Nebraska. We've never, like, headlined there. Yeah. Or, like like, you know, Midwest and all that. Man. So it was really exciting, and, you know, we came off of good touring right before that. Yeah. Um. So we thought, and then we had some, like, good, like, holiday shows back in, like, December. So super excited about it. Had new music ready, but, you know, unfortunately... Yeah. How how yeah, long COVID. would you
1: say it took you guys to like regroup after being dealt that blow? Like, because I know some people, some of the artists that I've talked to, it's you know it took them several months before they were like, G- all right, I got got to do so, we got to do something now. You know, how long did it yeah. take you guys to start moving in a new direction?
4: I would say it took a couple months for mm-hmm. sure. So I remember when, I mean, when COVID first hit, there was, like, a lot of uncertainty around it in general. And we started hearing COVID as we were on tour. Mm -hmm. Like, because we were were on tour January to actually first week of March. Mm -hmm. So, like, the COVID shutdown happened, like, only, like, a couple weeks or a week after we got back. But we were hearing about it on tour. Like, you know, but we just thought it was going to be, like, no big deal type of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. we weren't sure about it. But, yeah, then it just got crazy. Like, I remember... When I got back home in LA, um, got back like the uh, first week of March or something, mm-hmm. and I went to a I went to a Laker game. Mm-hmm. Like when I got home, I was like, "This would be fun." I'm a big basketball fan, yeah. And I actually went to the last Laker game the day before the shutdown, uh, like so the season ended. That's so it was like weird.
1: That's crazy because we actually we had uh, John Notto from Dirty Honey. On the show, and he's a huge Lakers fan, and he had actually gotten tickets to the game right after that, and so oh, he, bummer, yeah, so he missed he he missed it by like two days. They shut shut it down, and he missed out on going to the Lakers game. He's like, dude, I was looking forward to. it. I was like, yeah, that's that's rough. Have you been watching the the bubble?
4: Yeah, I mean, I've been watching basketball like my job. Yes, so, <laughs> yes, um, it's like you know. I can watch other sports, like, yeah, but I don't know. Something about basketball has always like, been, like, my jam. Nice. So, um, so, yeah, I've been watching the bubble and everything. Uh, it's been great basketball, and I'm stoked they were able to do that. Um,
1: they've done a good you
4: know, job. Some, yeah, they've had, like, zero cases. Like, yeah. the whole... I like the idea. Like I've been reading up stuff about festivals for next year. Them like festivals thinking of doing like a bubble idea. They mm. the NBA which I think would be awesome. Mm. Just you get tested pretty much every day and can't leave. this like a block of yeah. hotels or something like that. You know where it's literally a bubble.
1: Yeah, that'd, that'd be would be pretty tough. I'm guessing for for yeah, festivals. It would be in-
4: insanely hard to operate but and probably insanely expensive but yeah I don't know but, I'm just trying to see some light
1: at the end of the- <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say anything that gets you out playing again is what you want for sure Yeah it's,
4: it's hard I haven't played a show like aside from like one live stream show but-
1: Yeah I was going to ask about that the you guys had a big live stream as full on set full on performance July 18th How did it feel uh, Doing that performance And and, you know What was the response like From the posers
4: Um, The response was very good Um, And it went over very well Uh, We did it up pretty good Um, You know we had some like close friend crew come and you know, we did the whole distancing, everyone was wearing masks and everything. But mm-hmm. so like it looked good. Yeah, I kinda I i laugh about it after because like it kinda looks like we were playing on like, you know, like those late night T V shows. It yeah. looks like we were playing on this for like an hour or something like that. Look <laughs> at the way the lighting works. Nice. But uh super cool. It just, you know, it's obviously not the same. Yeah. You know, like yeah. getting that energy from the crowd and for sure. Um people singing along and you know, it and then we just didn't know what to do after songs all the time. You're used to even if like you sucked, people still yeah out of sympathy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh now even we had nothing like that. So it's like song over, and it's like, well, here's the next one. You yeah, know, like, that, that yeah. Um,
1: well, and you guys, you guys have a high good. energy performance, anyways. You're you know yeah
4: totally. So we've always uh, we've always been big on performance and um. You know, obviously we try to try to reflect the energy in like the record live yeah. and kinda give it its own um, its own life on the stage and you kinda you know, we're kinda more into like making it a show, not just like, Hey, we're gonna just play these songs. Yeah. You know, we want to be more of an experience and that you can feel the anger in some songs, feel the sadness in some songs and feel how you wanna let loose and dance in some of them.
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's gotta be yeah, that that is definitely hard to emulate in a live stream so true. to get that effect. Yeah. But I mean, you know, for for what I saw as far as the comments and whatnot, as far as the response, it seemed uh, it seemed to go over, like you said, very well. They seemed to uh your fans seemed to be big fans. Big fans of the yeah. of the live stream. So it was definitely yeah, a but, good event. Yeah. Let's let's take the listeners back because uh, i you know want to give them a little bit a of, of history as far as the weathers uh, or weathers what originally got you interested in playing the guitar when did you pick up the gu- guitar and what inspired you to pick it
3: up
4: um well i um i've kind of always been um i know a lot of people say this but like you know i've kind of always been around music mm-hmm. growing up um mm-hmm. like uh i actually i went to like catholic school my entire life so like the whole like church uh, uniforms and yeah. all that and in the first grade i was asked to like sing a solo at mass mm. so i was like first grade super young and i really liked it oh, so nice. from then i started doing music and kind of started teaching myself guitar when i was like pretty young and then gave up for a while but got really back into it when i was 13 nice so like the typical like acoustic guitar like strumming four chords and you can kind of play every pop song known to man yeah um so i just kind of did that and then um it wasn't until probably late high school or when weather started getting really curious that i started taking like guitar a little more serious um yeah getting better <laughs> uh, uh, like you know yeah uh, i was always like a rhythm guy and yeah. um so i just started I kind of got pushed myself into like playing more lead guitar type stuff and yeah. then um yeah just kind of went from there I
1: nice nice now what, what what were some of the inspirations like when you got back into guitar when you were like 13 what were really driving you as far as playing guitar then
4: um around then i i grew up around bands like like from my parents and relatives like mm-hmm. i listened to like a lot of guns and roses as a kid nice and so like, So, like, I always wanted to have, like, you know, a sunburst less tall for the longest time. Yeah. Um, Threw up a lot around that. Uh, A lot of, like, my second concert ever was Depeche Mode, so I was super into that type of stuff, Um, and I think that's helped me a lot with, definitely, we reference -reference Depeche Mode a lot when writing, uh, especially a lot of weather stuff, because they're really good at, they're always really good. Obviously, they're a mainly electronic band, but they're mm-hmm. always good at blending in very tasteful guitars when yeah. needed. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, Personal Jesus, that riff, like, totally yeah. riffs, but the song is super electronic. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been a big inspiration. Bands like that, where it's not like, hey, I'm going to overplay and yeah. do all this crazy stuff. It's yeah. more like, let's be tasteful about this.
1: Yeah, so so um, Guns N' Roses was the outlier as far as just the Yeah, they were the outlier. I mean,
4: yeah, I grew up on... I grew up on bands like, you know, like, ACDC and yeah. Ed Rose and stuff, which made me love the guitar, yeah. you know? But yeah, I'm not saying I'm going to go rip a three-minute solo right now you know, <laughs> oh. um, and put on my top hat. Yeah, but, uh,
1: it, I don't know how it, it would blend with Weathers, but, you know, I mean, at yeah. the same time, it would it'd, it'd be pretty fun for you. So, you know.
4: We I mean, <laughs> actually, on... You know, some of the we've obviously been working on a lot of music during um, the Covid time. Yeah. Um that's what I feel like the blessing in disguise has been like we've been able to write and finish up this next batch of music. Nice. I don't know exactly when it's gonna come out or anything like that, but I will say in some of these songs we did get a little experimental with the guitar and wow. kinda had some references to um, like old like Michael Jackson type stuff where yeah, oh, there'll cool. be like written guitar in like tasteful little pockets.
1: Nice. You know? Sort of like the like when Van Halen came on for uh, Beat Yeah, it. like kind of like speed nice. it
4: type of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we're just will come in in like a little pocket in the verse or something like that. Very um, nice. That's
1: yeah. that's good stuff. That's good. Well, so you met the other Cameron, lead singer at Battle of the Bands when you guys yep. were still in high school and you were opposing bands. Now, yep. how long was it after that that you guys decided we should start working together and who was the one that said hey we should start playing together
4: um it was actually cameron that that said we start playing together um i would say like a couple months after that battle of the band Mm -hmm. we started kind of hanging out and i mean obviously we were in two different bands at the time and it was high school so we didn't take it like insanely serious yeah but um we were both in like super crappy pop punk, pop punk <laughs> band uh, just like you know jamming four chords and yeah. kind of singing pop melody yeah. but um, yeah it was probably a couple months after that and then we started playing together and kind of joined his band that he was already in yeah. and while I was in my other band so yeah. um, I was that guy that was in like splitting I was that guy that was in like four bands in high school nice you know
1: nice all all spare time dedicated to all kinds of different bands putting your money on all kinds of different horses who's gonna come out winning that's the one I'm going with
4: exactly yeah I just yeah I just put my money on all of them um, I like it yeah, so I was, I was like that guy. It's usually like the drummer in high school that's in like five different bands because like no one plays drums.
1: You can just play, um, yeah, you can play some anywhere. I, I've, I've talked yeah. to a lot of people about that where it's like people just don't see the value of drums, even though a good drummer is so hard to find. People are just like,
4: eh. oh, it's so hard to find a good drummer. But it's just like it's, as a kid, it just wasn't as popular of an instrument I yeah saying comparison like everybody wanted to play like guitar well like, you can't like, you, you
1: know you can't go around with a drum uh, drum kit being like hey let me play a song lady here it comes get oh, ready yeah, yeah. like much there's
4: cooler. a game literally
1: called guitar hero it wasn't called drum hero. yeah like, you know drum hero it's fun to dr- air solo by yourself with the drums but that's that's about it that's as far as it goes yeah. So uh-huh. you, uh, Cameron, Brennan, and Cole, that is weathers. And I've yeah. I've heard you guys talk about influences a lot and Cameron brings up the killers. He obviously loves the killers. Uh I've yeah. heard Cole. He's a big person. yeah. And I, I've heard Cole talk about a lot of you know, he's classic rock and rush, and now he's more into softer stuff and he 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 bounces all over the place. I know him and his wife do a bunch of uh of crazy jams together, jazz and fusion stuff, funk. Yeah. Uh, and then Brennan brings up the uh gorillas. It's like his big deal. And you were talking about your your inspirations. And it's it's sort of all over the place. But when you guys got together, did you say, like, hey, let's merge to this sound, or did it just sort of come together and you were like, oh, we all sort of find this common ground and we like playing this style?
4: I think it was more, yeah, we found a common ground and liked the style. Mm -hmm. Um, We did a lot of soul searching for a while and I still like I still feel like we are still finding ourselves in a way yeah. and like, you know, I, we're going to constantly be evolving because we don't want to stay stagnant and make the same record a hundred yeah. times. Yeah. And when we started, when weather started, we, we were insanely young. Like, yeah. you know, so yeah, I think we're still kind of like, we're pushing the boundary a little more on the upcoming music that, that we have. Like mm-hmm. if you listen to Say La Vie in comparison to like some of the stuff that came out when the band first started, it's, yeah. It's a pretty drastic difference Like For you'll sure. see similarities But definitely A little more
1: It's layered A little more mo-
4: experimental A yeah. little more electronic
1: mm-hmm.
4: And stuff But yeah we're, we're just constantly Trying to find The next sound And what's gonna resonate with us And yeah We can't help it There's gonna be like parts of our influences that come
1: out well i i think you guys and i i i don't know if you would i i'm guessing you would agree with this i get i get a pretty heavy 80s vibe in a lot of the stuff oh
4: totally and that's like cameron's favorite um i would say genre of music maybe yeah i I guess if we just threw decades into a genre um, yeah I love the 80s music too. I mean, my favorite band is literally like Depeche Mode. Which, yeah, but they are kind of like an outlier to me for like the 80s sound that you would think of because they're not super happy sounding. Yeah, like you know when I when I think 80s, I I for some reason my head goes to like Rick Astley. Never Gonna Give You Up. But, you <laughs> well, know, that's like a that that's a jam.
1: It's a it's a, it's a jam. Yeah, it, right no, there. it's great.
4: Or like Take on Me by Aha. Oh like, yeah. You know, it's like. It's, like, that happier 80s. Well, you got, like,
1: like, people think of the 80s. It's it's really, it's a weird genre. I mean, as far as, like you said, putting the whole decade as uh, a, a just one genre. Because you got so many. I mean, you've got hair metal. You've got 80s pop. Yeah. You've got new wave. You've got 80s punk. You've got, like, so there's just so many different 80s songs. But I do oh. think... I do think like your drive like you were saying, uh with that sort of depeche mode, adding in the electronic sounds in a lot of the uh in a lot of the songs and really Cameron's influence as far as the killers, I feel like the killers have a lot of eighties influence in their music and oh, the way yeah. that they especially, sing. Like,
4: especially like their first record. Yeah, know, like they're like that's super, super 80s. Somebody told um, me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody told me, I mean, Mr. Brightside, not really in that vein, but like, like, like my favorite killer song is, is Jenny was a friend of mine. Yeah. And, um, like the way he sings it mm-hmm. is like an 80s. Yeah. Like, like, he's an '80s fan. It's like the insane vibrato, like, you know, that whole session.
1: hmm. For sure. For sure. Well, I I've, uh, I've heard yeah. you guys talk about, you know, that that 80s vibe and actually I saw in, in in a couple interviews you guys talking about uh 80s movies. What? And like you were just I yeah. mean and, and yeah actually I saw you guys uh, uh watching uh Ferris Bueller's Day Off and a couple other movies with the the posers there having this little sort of like uh uh, movie movie night with some, uh, some of the lucky fans there. And I was wondering... Yeah,
4: it's like a Netflix party thing.
1: Yeah. I, I was wondering, can you, off the top of your head, can you give me, like, a couple of your favorite 80s movies? I know, like, I started thinking about this myself, and I was just like, man, there are so many. There are so many. But can you uh, think of a, t- a couple?
4: That's really hard. I mean, the first one that came to my head is because I watched it probably a few weeks ago again mm. was the uh, the movie christine
3: mm. Mm.
4: um i love that one nice um i'm trying to think obviously yeah fair Feeler is always going to be in there for me yeah. especially literally the other guy's name is cameron so like, yeah. i got that all growing up <laughs> uh i'm trying to think i'm definitely like forgetting like some like really good ones right now well like but,
1: I started like I started going down different ve- cuz I started thinking about it and I was like okay you got action you got like Rambo you got like Top Gun oh, y- yes. you know like and then you've got all the high school movies I mean you got Breakfast Club and 16 Candles and Fast Times at Ridgemont High and just like
4: I just watched that movie for the first time Fast yeah. Times Ridgemont High like nice. a week ago Yes I don't think I've laughed so hard Sp- it's been so long.
1: Spicoli's, uh, Spicoli's one of my heroes. That they just. Oh my uh, God. Love the legend. Love that character. is one of my favorites, man. I, that's what, when I, I was thinking about it, I came up with three that I was like, ah, it'd be hard to move. I was like, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Batman, 1989, although most people don't think of that as really like an 80s movie just because it was the last year of the decade. But I'm just like, uh-huh. it's there. It's so good. Jack Nicholson is Joker. He is my Joker. You can't. You can't. I mean, like, I like Heath Ledger's Joker, but you you don't beat Jack Nicholson for me. That was that was yeah, it. See,
4: that's, that's what we're gonna disagree, though. See,
1: Heath mm. Ledger's my Joker. So. I don't. I don't. I don't doubt it. I, he's he's a lot of people's <laughs> Joker, but for me, yeah. nobody played it better. Then and listeners know people that actually listen to my show regularly know I've actually <laughs> wasted way too much time one day talking about the differences between the two characters. Jeez. Probably lost like half the listeners when I went on a rant about that. But <laughs> anyways, it's okay, man. anyways, it's 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 cool. We'll, we'll go we'll go right now with Christine as the top pick because it was fresh on your uh, fresh on your mind. Yeah, we'll put that one. I there. always
4: like the movie uh, Big. oh nice yeah
1: yeah um
4: obviously tom hanks is like a legend yeah so but that movie was great the whole zoltar and just looks so fun too
1: um, you're just like oh my god that apartment looks so great i want to i want to party in that apartment every day
4: same i just want to hang out in it
1: yeah exactly Um,
4: i would say that in christine ferris gula day off yeah obviously the breakfast club's great yeah Nice. Uh, I love the Rambo movies, too. Yeah. I mean, I love the Rocky movies as well. Oh, yeah. Personally. Oh, yeah. Like three. And I love all the soundtracks, like the cheesiest 80s things that you can possibly think of. Oh, with some of those uh, Sur- Survivor. I was
1: like about songs. to say, Survivor, Eye like of the Tiger, Heart. and Burning Heart. Those both are just, I mean, you know, you can't, if, if you're feeling like you don't want to work out, or don't feel like just getting up for the day, play that, and you'll be like, yeah. Oh, seriously? It's time to rock. Burning heart is really a go-to. Yeah, it's
4: a go-to on my run, especially going up like a coming up a hill or something. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Got to do the burning heart.
1: Nice, nice. Well, now that we've established some '80s classics, I'm gonna head back to the band now. I'm gonna get back to the band stuff. Uh Like, right, like, like, like you said, you guys, you guys are, you know, still finding yourself. Like you said, it, it hasn't been super long that you guys have been around. You guys started playing in about 2013, and you know, you've got you got a you got a extremely large fan base for that time. I mean, building up a, and dedicated fan base. And uh you guys signed with RCA in 2015. Had some yeah. some demos get leaked out there and then they uh they wanted to to ride the weather's train there. So you're like they did it. You're you're fresh out of of high school and Oh yeah, I
4: was like I was 18 years old when we signed that deal. So yeah. it, was, it, was, it was
1: pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, what, what are you feeling when you when you sign a deal with somebody like RCA when you're 18? Because I get a feeling like I'd feel like Denzel Washington and Training Day. Like King Kong ain't got on me. Like that's, that's what I would feel <laughs> it like.
4: Was, it was definitely a little bit of um. How do I? I don't know how to describe it. It was. It was rough because like. At the time, I was very, like, unhappy. Like, so I did college for, like, a second before, yeah. like, we got our deal. And I was, like, so not into it. Mm-hmm. So, it kind of became, like, the saving grace at the time where mm. I was, like, wow, I'm actually getting, like, some recognition in this. So, I should, like, pursue this. Yeah. So, it kind of became that. Um, it was also a really great learning experience because in my head, like, growing up it was, like, you know, when you sign a deal, you quote, unquote, made it.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: Like, That's it. Um, That's just how I grew up and that's how I I thought. Yeah. But no, but in reality, signing a deal is just like, hey, the work begins here. You just have like, you know, you have a train that could possibly take you there.
1: Right, right.
4: Yeah, it was a big learning experience as well. For Um, sure. But at the time, obviously, it was like insane, like crazy, super stoked, probably got a little (laughs) cocky. Yeah, you know, you're 18 years old. Yeah. (laughs) It just happened.
2: Yeah,
1: no, Um, no doubt. Well... You got you guys you guys released uh, you know your first two singles your second single happy pills it it, it got it got bananas like I mean as yeah, far it, as the yeah. response I mean right now if you go on uh, Spotify it's 60 million streams just on Spotify
3: Jeez, I mean crazy. You, it, yeah
1: yeah and like you know I I got a feeling off, off obviously that's really exciting and awesome. But I also got to feel like that's a little bit intimidating in itself when you have that. Did you guys feel a little bit like, man, that was our second... How do we top this? What do we do to get there's this response? That,
4: yeah, there's definitely that feeling of like, like we got to top this song at some point, yeah. um, which puts on a lot of pressure. But at the same time, it's you know we're trying not to think like that. We're yeah. just trying to... Put out music that we really like and we hope it resonates with people. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Happy Pills is like a weird, crazy, fast, like train heat seeker kind of, type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, happened very fast. Got played on radio very, very fast. Yeah. Um, like, I just remember being in the studio one day and like I literally got a text message from a friend saying hey how you like on K-Rock right now wow which is, like, you know, yeah for LA yeah and growing up there I was like what and like Cameron and I ran out to the car and literally the end of the song was playing and Ted Stryker was like saying like that's a brand new band brand new song blah 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 crazy yeah
1: man well so like now d- when you guys started writing the material for Kids in the Night Did you? I mean, because I know, I know, I heard you guys talk about it a lot. As far as we change, we 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 change direction, guys. There's some new looks as far as this this album. There's new sounds on this album. Sort of bracing like the the fans that were there for for a change did you guys actively do that in the studio like hey we don't want to sound and try to like redo happy pills we want to get new things and evolve as a band
4: i think it was a little bit of both but i think naturally we kind of just went that way Mm -hmm. um obviously like we literally grew up you know by the time happy pills and kids in the Night came out like like i said i signed the deal our deal with rca when i was like 18 and oh, by yeah. the time the record came out i was 20 maybe turning 21. yeah I, I don't quite remember yeah. um so yeah we like literally grew up and we kind of t- told ourselves that you know the the music that for happy pills like i don't want to know It it was definitely a darker darker side of weathers and we kind of wanted to let loose and have a little more fun yeah not being like not like cheesy like let's have fun but just kind of more and then that's when we kind of started writing more mental health focus songs Mm. too and trying to put our stamp of like it's okay not be okay but it's never okay to not get help that thing and you know you don't want to give that message across while just giving a very somber song yeah um yeah so it's It's something, it's just something that resonated with us and we really like it. Like, you know, there's a lot of bands that do stuff like that well. Like, you know, we always reference like 21 Pilots. Like they're, they're super good at making a very happy sounding song while having like very, very dark lyrics. Yeah. don't quite notice because the song is very happy sounding. Yeah. Um. Kinda like when um when Pumped Up Kicks by of the People was huge. I For remember sure. like I remember people always being like, "Oh, this is such a nice song," but yeah. you have to like really listen to what's going on in the lyrics. Like it's oh yeah. really really dark, but the melody is so nice and the feel of the track is so nice that you almost don't even notice
1: it. I always always think like I think the, the hyperbole example of that is Third Eye Blind. Uh, in um oh man, I can't remember it. I'm gonna semi tie uh, semi charm life. That's it. Because oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all about being addicted to meth and like yeah. just having a horrible strung out life on meth. But the song you're just like, Oh my god, I'm so happy. This sounds great. Like it is yep. it's there's so many the songs. Opposite.
4: I love it when a song can like pull pull that off. Like that's why I like I love bands like twenty one pilots and yeah. and um you know, pumped, pumped up case across people. They did that super well. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's almost like this is like a bad reference, but it's like it's it's the melody and feel the track is so nice that say like a suburban mom would listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> but but the kids will like understand it.
1: it. It's I was talking to our last guest that we had on last week about this, uh, and we were talking about how I always use the analogy of music that when you first listen to a song it's like first seeing a girl or guy that you like and you know you're usually attracted by physical qualities and in music you're usually yeah. attracted by the melodies and the rhythms and yeah. and then if you get to know them more then you start listening to those lyrics and if you get to know the person yeah, the more you, kind of yeah and it's the personality and then you know those younger people can really you know, they 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 can dig into those lyrics, and if 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 they are in that mental headspace, they can relate, you know, and they can uh and it, it hopefully can, like you said, help somebody out in a in a way when you have those serious lyrics like that. Well, yeah. talking about that that album, uh, when you guys you you, you re- released it out in a stage of EPs, and yeah. uh, I I saw you guys play the troubadour. Uh, right like right after the EP came out, uh, the first yeah. one. And, you know, super iconic stage, pretty big deal for a new sound. I, I'm guessing the fans gave it back to you as far as appreciation for the new sound when you guys played that night. Were you guys worried that you were going to get a bad response to that uh, EP?
4: Yeah, we definitely were, especially with fans that, were really into um you know happy pills and i don't want to know we're, we were afraid that it was going to be too like a drastic change from you know that vibe yeah um that's the point where they'll be like i don't know who this band is anymore yeah but um i remember playing that show and we got insane feedback from it and nice i remember like the, yeah the ep came out like the night before the show but mm. like the audience already knew like all the words for, like every song wow which was crazy yeah. you know it's like been a day especially like i remember the one that really sticks out is i'm not okay yeah like, that song kind of became its own it kind of became the champion of our album without even knowing it yeah like, we, re- we always really liked that song but it really resonated with a lot of people sure. and lyrically it always resonated with us and yeah then, like, the whole feel of the song and um but yeah i remember that one in particular. And. Like, it was it was pretty emotional. Like seeing yeah. as, you know you've been been working on these songs for. So by the time a song actually comes out, you probably wrote it like a year before it came out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just like you know you put so much time into these songs, and then you're really seeing it pay off firsthand. It, for sure. It was. It's very very gratifying. And um... very yeah. Cool. It, just, it feels Espe- yeah. Especially it on feeling.
1: the on the home the home turf the 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 troubadour. I mean you know one of the. One of the best venues in, in, in L.A. That's got to be... Oh, yeah. That's got to be awesome. is amazing. For sure. Amazing well
4: amazing. Um,
1: well, um, you guys you guys released, uh, as I, I think I mentioned at the beginning, but you guys just released uh, Lucky, uh, and you, you released the single Lucky in honor of Suicide Prevention Day, like you were talking about, as far as mental health, which is, it seems to be a big deal for the uh, for the band now was there like was there a point that you guys said like we should make this sort of you know a focus of our collective we should we should try to bring this to the forefront or did it just sort of naturally happen
4: um i feel like it naturally happened Mm -hmm. um like like going back to even like the record like we didn't go into the album we didn't go into it being like, hey, let's make like a mental health, you know, album. It just kind of naturally happened. And we kind of think that we kind of give all the credit to the fans on, on taking it like that. Because, like, you yeah. know, those are just the songs that we just wrote. And that's how we felt at the time. And yeah, and then it ended up kind of being in its own way a quote unquote concept album right. without being one. You yeah. Know? It's not mm-hmm. like we went into the album and were like, it needs to be about this. But, um, yeah, kind of, and then after the fans kind of did that, we realized, yeah, we, we write a lot of songs like this. Um, and we definitely kept that narrative going with the new music that oh, nice. will be coming out. Just uh, kind of different angles at it. But yeah, then with like, you know, the cover of Lucky, mm-hmm. we, we worked with, um, we worked with Hopeless Records on mm-hmm. that one. They mm-hmm. reached out to us and wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. And when we were so stoked, um, and that one was pretty fun because, you know, obviously you got to pick like a cover song. And the song in itself is like, you know, like an early 2000s um, pop song. Right. So we didn't have to focus too much on it being sounding exactly like us. Right. So we kind of had some fun with it and kind of purposely have it sound a little like the 2000s. Yeah. Um, just because it fits the song so well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that one was fun and so it was you know, it's a perfect example of a happy sounding song that if you really listen to the lyrics, like, right, there's some it's very sad. Yeah. Like,
1: you know? Yeah, for sure. For, well, I couldn't believe you guys posted a statistic from the CDC that uh, for people aged 25 to 34, suicide is the second leading cause of death, which was just yeah, unbelievable to me. And I mean, I, I don't I, I I do think uh, because of bands like you and uh, you guys and and athletes talking about it and actors talking about it, there is less of a stigma now to get help. Yeah. But do you guys feel a responsibility to your fans on that subject? Because like you know, I was reading a lot of the captions on some of uh or uh, some of the comments on some of like Instagram, and it's like you know you guys keep me going, yeah. you guys give me hope. Uh, it. I mean, it's got to be amazing, but also a, a little bit daunting on that side. Like, geez, I, uh, I didn't know. I got. I've got all you guys riding on me here. This is. This is tough. Yeah.
4: Like it's definitely a lot of pressure. Um, though only time I get a little um, not uncomfortable, but I just you know when uneasy sometimes well, uneasy when fans will come to me, like say me personally. Yeah. And, ask for help on a certain level of yeah um I mean I'm more than willing to help and give my take on things but at the end of the day like I'm not a therapist I'm not <laughs> Yeah. I'm not the, the how I handle my problems could be terrible for <laughs> someone else you know
1: yeah um, for sure
4: so there's that there's that uh, pressure and I, I feel this guilt, like, that I just give, like, the worst advice possible. Yeah. Um, that's why the narrative we tried to push is more like, it's okay to not be okay, but never okay to not get help. Yeah. And there's people that are trained and know know how to deal with these things much better than I do. Yeah. Um, I don't have, like, a psych degree. Like, you know, I, uh, sure. all I can do is, you know, I can give my advice and yeah. try to help you where I can, and hopefully I'm putting a smile on your face with some of our music. Yeah. Um. Well, but I mean, you that's know... That's the only time I think I feel, I feel, like, uneasy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's gotta be a great feeling, like I was saying. When people say that, you know, the, the music, it just keeps them going and they love it and everything like that, I mean it's got to be I mean that's got to be some good motivation to write songs in general oh
4: totally totally like we've had had people at shows we, the there's been like some really great moments when like parents have like come up to us after a show saying how much like we helped their kid that was like dealing with depression and like nice. that's a great feeling um, we've had plenty of uh, fans like get tattoos of like certain lyrics from our songs yeah. um, that like you know that really resonate with them Nice. You know, like, people have gotten, like, so what, I'm not okay, or, like, gotten, like, shallow water tattoos, different things
1: like
4: that. Nice. Yeah, that feels really
1: good. Well, speaking of that, you guys have an awesome virtual concert uh, being put on in conjunction with Hot Topic and Mental Health America this Saturday, 10-10. Uh, Do you know, are the tickets sold out? Are there still tickets available for this virtual show? I
4: believe... I believe there's still tickets available. Um, I don't even know if there's, like... Limit. a limit? capacity yeah. slash sold out since, so you know, virtual. Right. Um, I guess it's whatever the server can handle. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, that's, that should be super fun. Uh, we love working with Hot Topics. They've been um, great champions for us and have, you know, played some of our music in their stores and we've gotten to do a few sessions with them. Yeah. And they're great, especially for our, for our style of music and our... Um, fan base it's, for sure you know obviously a popular store yeah but they've been super cool and then while bands like uh like we're really good friends with the band dreamers and they're going to be playing too so it's gonna nice. be super nice to watch them as well yeah um yeah so it should be should be awesome
1: nice i'm, I'm
4: excited for it
1: nice well l- last question you you brought it up a little bit at the beginning, but. I know you, you and uh, and other the other Cameron have been sort of quarantined together, and you you've been writing you've been writing this most of the time. So uh, yeah, how how is the how is the new stuff progressed and sort of what what's the next steps in general that you guys are looking for for the band?
4: Um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say. but oh, if I get oh. in trouble, I'll just say it's your fault. Um, <laughs> that's fine. That um, works. Well. Yeah, we've been writing so much in quarantine, and not to, not just writing, but like we've been finishing like a lot of songs. Yeah, like even like ideas that say an idea that we wrote like a year ago, we're bringing it back and like producing it out and yeah. actually like doing things. Nice. Um, I would say we're super close to being done like insanely close to being done with the next like batch of music. Very I don't know cool. if it's going to come out as an album, EP, singles. I have no idea, mm. but we're done with the next batch. I'm super excited for this next batch of music. I think the songs are, in my humble opinion, I think they're awesome. Nice. And I think they're a great next step for the band. We're definitely pushing the boundary a little more. Um, it's de- definitely a lot of like big pop hooks. With like lyrics that dive deeper into the mental health world and a little more experimental production, and yeah, I'm just I'm super stoked for it.
1: Very and cool.
4: I hope everybody likes it.
1: For sure. Well, I've got one small request. If you can make a vinyl this time, yes. Uh, and it's a it's a very it's a it, it's a very selfish reason. We put we put all of our guest vinyls on the on the wall. And I am I'm, I'm getting a I'm getting a CD of Kids in the Night to put on the wall, but I just love the bigger the bigger the bigger artwork of a vinyl. So if you can talk to somebody at the record company when you guys decide to put it out and be like, "Hey, we we got we've got demand for a vinyl." If you could do that, it'd be fantastic.
4: Oh, yeah. I I want that more than anything. Um, nice. I nice. always wanted always wanted a vinyl of yeah. our music. Um we definitely do some super rad artwork and nice. definitely play with the actual vinyl itself to have its own design to it as well. Yeah. I love when bands do that.
1: Yeah, um,
4: yeah. I think I'm bummed we never made one for Kids in the Night. Yeah. Um, I guess it's never too late if I we ever do like, an anniversary of the album Yeah. or something. But um, yeah, I, I definitely want to do one for the next patch of music and I think we will. It's always like that, you know, Everyone's always like, "Well, it costs so much money to make vinyls." You yeah, know, it's like always that big. But if the demand is there, then I don't see why we couldn't.
1: I think th- do do a little do a little survey with the posers. I think the posers will let let you know. I think they'll sell it. I
4: out. have a feeling. Yeah, I think I think I think we'd sell a good amount of them. So definitely, we're looking for that. Nice, and, nice. And I think we will. I think we will. I think everybody wants to. I think everybody, I think everybody internally wants another quote unquote record out, and we want another body of work yeah. So, our
1: next artistic move nice want the, the the real deal feel I like it well uh, yeah. Cameron we are against a break man but I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us today it has been a pleasure of course man thanks for having me awesome also listeners you can check out all things Weathers at their website weathersband.com or you can follow them on Instagram at Weathersband right now let's take a listen to that recent single Lucky right here on the Doc G Show On the Doc-A-G a show, you just heard Weathers, the cover of Lucky right there. That's right. The B. Spears song from the early two- yes, sir. 2000s, Dave. B. Spears, Britney Spears. I remember that jam. Word. I remember when it originally oh, yeah. came out. Nice. Nice. Dave, what's your favorite 80s movie? Talking about 80s movies, what are you thinking?
2: Dude, I, I don't know, like... I'll, like I'm like a I'm a '90s kid, so mm-hmm. no, I don't blame like, you. Like you know, no, I don't blame you. I got Mighty Ducks. You yeah, know, I don't think that gets into the '80s. Definitely does not. No, um, that was like '93. I think. What's 94. like? What's like a popular '80s from like that I would be into? Rambo, Rocky. Uh, uh, girl, no, none of those. Rudy.
1: No. Uh, Rudy,
2: okay. Rudy's a freaking great movie. Okay. Rudy, it is.
1: Okay, all right. I'm pretty positive that's a '80s movie. <laughs> I, I think I'm pretty
2: positive that. i fact check you, oh. real check. Yeah, uh,
1: '93. I was wrong. Sorry. No, oh. that's '90s. '90s. My bad. My bad. Uh, well, how about uh, I I told I we had a little bit of a debate there, as you could uh, hear between uh, jokers. Of the, the Batman 1989. Weekend at Bernie's. What? There you is go. It, <laughs> is that your... 89. That's your 80s choice, Weekend at Bernie's? Ugh.
2: I mean, the Batman, the, the 89 Batman is solid. Uh, but Weekend at Bernie's I mean, yours, tops yours is, it all. Yours is probably, <laughs> yours is probably Top Gun. <laughs> I do
1: love some Top Gun. I didn't even bring that up to him, but that was on my list. The three that, you know, the three that I had were... Uh, were um, Uh, Oh, jeez, now I'm drawing a blank there. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, Batman, and Dirty Dancing. Those were my... Oh,
2: actually, my favorite is Dead Poet Society, 1989. Oh! That's my favorite 80s movie, for sure. Oh, nice.
1: A classic Robin Williams right there. Nice. Love it. Carpe Diem, boys. That is is a good movie. Oh, Captain, My Captain. That's good stuff. Yes. Good stuff. I do like it. Good choice. That's a... That's an undercover classic right there. Nicely done, Dave. You pulled out a classic. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you to Cameron as well for coming on the show. We appreciate it. The weather's yes, sir. Weather's only doing great things, man. Those guys are just going up and up. Uh, all we're gonna do is bring Sky's them down the a limit little bit. They didn't for weather. They didn't know that, but when they came on our show, it was. It's gonna, it's gonna cause him to decrease <laughs> in popularity. Effective. Yeah, just a little bit, but it's fine. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Definitely. Uh, okay, Dave. You know what time it is. Shoe and tell. Let's go. There it is. The intensity. He was confident this time. He was ready. He was ready. Uh, I knew it. Well, Dave, I don't have too much for this one, but it is, I do I do like it. I do like it a good deal. Um, This is Shoe and tell, uh 19. Shoo- 19, yep. Shoe and tell 19. We've got the Jordan Aquas. The Jordan Ooh, 8 aqua Aquas. 8s. Yes. Yes, indeed. Very nice
2: Those shoe. Those are pretty high up there in the uh, popularity for the all times. I'd say they're a, like a top you know, 10... Oh, for sure. Uh, not silhouette, but colorway of just in general. For
1: sure, but here's the thing, right? They, they're they only, right now, mm-hmm. they're going $450 on StockX. And the reason they're yeah, only Yeah, because go- they recently... Exactly. They recently
2: uh, retroed them. They've
1: retroed them a pretty good deal, too. But that is, this is the oldest retro out there. Jeez. This is the 2007 retro
2: of... The uh, the Aquas. So dang. So does that one have some wear and tear on it? No,
1: because I have never oh, worn
2: these. You never, these are an unworn dead pair. dead stock. Yes. Yes. Oh shoot. Yeah. Well, you got to look up what the 2007 versions go for. Then I did.
1: 450. Oh, okay. That was it. That was it.
2: Now uh,
1: we've already had eights on the segment. We had the South Beach eight. Mm-hmm uh much earlier uh that was the second mm-hmm. i do believe second shoe and tell that i did the uh south beach 8s uh these were originally 93 yep. and i got to be honest what really wrote me in back in 93 the fuzzy tongue mm-hmm. that's right fuzzy
2: tongue oh yeah definitely this of
1: course was another Tinker classic right here this was one of the first pairs of jordans in my actual collection Uh, I Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember the 22s that I showed a while back. I got these Mm -hmm. right after I got the 22s, which came right after the Old Love, New love, Right around the same time. Yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the 2006-2007 era. So these are pretty
2: old. Pretty old now uh and you never want when are you gonna wear them what's the occasion gotta be uh
1: when i meet michael jordan so that will uh i'll I'll bust (laughs) him out then just be like hey hey bro you remember wearing these in games yeah i got a pair it's no big deal um (laughs) originally released in 1993 uh jordan won his third championship in these shoes first retirement Mm -hmm. came after these shoes now the most impressive thing about this those finals that Jordan was wearing these in, 41 points a game, average 41 mm. points a game, 6.3 sti- or assist, 6.3 assist. And it should be noted that was 6.3 assist with only 2.7 turnovers. So he mm-hmm. had like a 2.5 ratio there and 8.5 and rebounds a game. 8.5 rebounds a game. Still an NBA record for scoring. In a finals. And of course, like every Michael Jordan finals, it did not go to game seven. Nope. It went to game six. Ooh. Yes. He finishes, folks. Throw it in there. He finishes. Now, uh, my brother had these growing up, and so did his friend Johnny, and uh, I felt stupid because I totally didn't have them. Bro, come on. Uh, If I could go back Mm. in time and be like, hey, eight-year-old me, don't worry about it. You'll have your very own pair twenty six years down the line, and they'll they'll be pristine. And you'll be talking about them on your radio show, and your listening audience won't care. Nope. I'd be pretty excited. And your brother
2: and his friends, you know, shoes will be all jacked up and crusty. Well, my
1: brother does have a pretty sweet pair of jo- uh, collection of Jordans as well. So he's got some pretty sweet uh, eights in his collections. He's got pretty sweet eights. Uh, that's my brother's okay. time range uh five to eight those four are his favorite that he gets like every yeah. color way possible
2: when they come out yeah i'm
1: i'm a little bit more i span all the way i basically go three three to uh 12s i uh, well three to 13s i love anything in that 10 yeah. 10 except that i will take out the nines nines not too huge of a fan of they're okay yeah mine's
2: they're, like, good basketball shoes.
1: Yeah, they're they're pretty durable, you know? Anyways, right. that was shoe and tell, number 19. Dave, Love it. get ready. 20. It's gonna be a unique one. Remember, Ooh. it's the denominations of 10. We switch it up on those, so get ready. It's not gonna be a Jordan right? shoe, I can tell you that. It's not gonna be one. Ooh. Okay, so, last birthday a suit, Dave. This one, pretty confident, 96%. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we're in football, but it is a man that has been retired now, uh, for several years. So, but okay. super famous. I'm pos- I'm, I'm pretty confident you'll get it before I even get to the NFL. We'll see.
2: Um, okay. Okay. Born
1: on October 7th, 1976 in Fremont, Ohio. Our birthday suit where I always love sports but he dreamed of being a football player. In high school, he played football, basketball, and track. As a senior at Ross High School, our birthday suit wear was named Ohio's Mr. Football. And even though he played running back for his high school, Michigan recruited him as a defensive back. As a freshman, he started his second game, and then he started 34 games in a row after that. His freshman year, he was named the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. He had one of the best junior seasons of any defensive college player ever, winning the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, the Jim Thorpe Award, and the Heisman Award, along with his... Charles Woodson. Charles (laughs) Woodson is correct. Yes. I thought you'd get it before we left college. I thought you would. Yep.
2: He's like the only, de- one of the only players that win it defensively.
1: Very few, yes, very few defensive, and I think he is the most recent, if I do recall, the most recent. Right, um, right. And which would have been 97 that he won it. 97, 98? 90, 98, 98 was when it act. no, 97 when it was given out, sorry, 97. Uh, And uh, Michigan ended up winning the national championship in 98. He was selected fourth overall by the Oakland Raiders. He was Rookie of the Year in 1998. He went on to become... or Sorry, after that season, he became a nine-time Pro Bowl player, Defensive Player of the Year in 2009, and Interceptions Leader in 2009 and 2011, and, of course, a Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers in 2011. Charles Woodson. Wow. There it is.
2: Happy birthday,
1: Charles. Yes, turning the big... uh, What do we got? 4-4. 44 for Charles Woodson. I bet you he could burn me so bad in a forty right now. He
2: probably still runs a four <laughs> four.
1: Well, I almost can guarantee I would put thousands of dollars on the fact that he can run under a five still. Yes! I would definitely oh, put.
2: I would put so much. I would put so much money on that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. He's only a year younger than Tom Brady, or a year older than Tom Brady. Just.
0: One oh, year. He could definitely, uh, anyways, definitely happy
1: it. birthday to Charles Woodson, 44. Dave, fantastic guest. Uh, I think I. Okay. H- how about this? Mm. Do you think? Do you think I can announce this guest? We haven't actually set a specific date, but the manager said, "Give me some days, and we'll schedule it."
2: dude tell them okay
1: okay so we've got two guests i'm very excited about next week we've got the fantastic canadian band we're racking up canadian bands i was thinking about it we're like oh canada we're like the florida we're like the florida canadian connection i mean the sheepdogs crownlands matt mays uh tim baker i mean uh dead south we just got them all just all kind i mean that's not all we of love,
2: them. we love our neighbors
1: for sure for sure they're so friendly uh but we've got the blue stones out of windsor canada and windsor actually listens to the doc g show i don't know if you remember that but we had windsor as a newcomer back in the day yeah yeah, so shout out that. to Windsor. It was probably them. If we,
2: well, I mean, yeah. You're correct.
1: Yeah, it was them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Of course I'm correct. I can't wait until they come on the show. They've they got new music coming out. They already just they released their most recent album. It's been banging up the charts. Been fantastic. Word. Then after that, the next week we've got a fantastic artist grandson grandson is coming on the show now grandson big deal big deal this dude that's right five million monthly listeners on spotify this guy dang. i mean you know i thought he was pretty i thought he was a pretty big deal but, you know, I'm an old- so He's a baller. T- I'm an old-timer, Dave. I-, I wasn't in with the kids. And then I looked at his numbers, and I was like, holy crap! Wow. Grandson is in with the kids. These 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 guys want him. So true. This guy is- And he he, he jams out the tunes, I'll tell you. I mean, some of his songs, Dirty, Dark Side, oh, good stuff. Riptide, I'm good excited stuff.
2: excited to have him and listen to on the show, man. Very,
1: very. Can't wait to have him on the show. It's gonna be fantastic. But we gotta wrap it up. For this week, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, that wedding planner guy, Dave Burles Berlin. Yes!
2: I will help with all your wedding planning needs. Nice. Proposal, wedding. Yes. You name it. Yes. I'm the guy. Gosh. Hit me up. Man, I feel a rom- After you, and then listen to the show while we're planning. I feel I feel a rom-com in your future, Dave. That's a fact. I feel
1: a rom-com. Oh, I would,
2: you know I would love to be in a rom-com. Of
1: course. And you'd be lovable, because you'd be that lovable, good-looking character with a well-managed beard.
2: With the best beard, yep. yeah. That'd be good. And oh, be good man. stuff. And
1: then there'd be some kind of humorous thing where you guys go to the pool, and all you got left is your, your swimming speedo from back in your glory days and you'd have to come out and in your speedo fit. and they'd be like oh <laughs> what huh? just thinking just spitballing here for when you have your rom-com anyways <laughs> until next week guys zip it up
2: and zip it out zippity do that